I've got to get something off my chest. It's been bugging me for a while. It's about Kevin Smith. Not the man. Not even the idea of Kevin Smith. The idea that I have in my mind since I've never met him. I've met Jason Mewes. Jason and I both used to eat breakfast every morning at the same diner at around the same time for about a year. I didn't realize this was the case until about the third day I ran into him. I never revealed my recognition to him. I don't like ambushing celebrities in public. A friend of mine dated Kat Von D, and one time I hung out with the two of them in public. The amount of aggressive ambushing that that woman had to put up with made me wonder if any success, money, or validation would ever be worth that kind of attention, and the few hours we spent walking around drove me nuts in a way that few things ever have in my whole life. We couldn't have one conversation as a group without somebody, or several people, or a lively flash mob, or a throng of rogue pirates rushing in between us and interrupting said conversation, yelling for her to recognize them, to understand that they were fans as if that weren't blatantly obvious by the nature and intensity of their interruption, and to take a picture with them. But one time, Jason Mewes was leaving the diner at around the same time I was. This was back when I still smoked cigarettes and I lit a cigarette in the parking lot. Jason walked over to me. I was wondering if he was about to recognize me. Like, hey man, aren't you the guy that made all those retail training videos for Levi Strauss & Co? I have a cousin who worked at the Mall of America store five years ago. They loved your videos. It really showed them the proper way to fold jeans in a charming and entertaining way. That's not what happened. He asked if he could borrow my lighter. I pretended I didn't know who he was. He was super nice to me. He got in his car and left. I like Jason Mewes. Which brings me back to Kevin Smith. I like Kevin Smith. I feel like saying that almost amounts to a hot take these days. That's what brings me back to what's on my chest. And that's the fact that this should not be the case at all. Kevin Smith's had a bad rep for a while now. I've noticed several reasons for this, but I'm not going to get into any of them because they're all stupid. I'm going to focus on what Kevin Smith means to me, which is all positive stuff, and without him, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I was around when the first Clerks came out. I'm old enough to remember what Kevin Smith meant to indie film. To me, he still represents the same thing that he did then. Certainly, indie film as it was then doesn't really exist now in a world where filmmakers have access to YouTube, podcasting, and other resources to tell stories, and it seems like the money available for nascent up-and-coming filmmakers is, for the most part, hoarded by a handful of companies making tentpole franchise entries rather than films at various budgets for various audiences taking constant chances, making risky attempts with new concepts, new talent, and new voices in the hopes something might hit and be the next Easy Rider. Most people online these days probably don't know what Easy Rider is, let alone what it meant for indie filmmakers at the time and for decades after. Now, I don't mean to sound like I'm pining for the good old days or shitting on the kids these days. I'm not. Things are better now than they ever were, and there are still the same number of good filmmakers as ever, as far as I'm concerned. But if you weren't there, and you weren't interested in fringe cinema at the time, you don't recall the impact that movie made. It's important context for this conversation. Smith created a sea change when Clerks came out. Critics were praising him and filmmakers were inspired by him. Then, things changed. Slowly, sure. Over many years, definitely. But things were never the same after Clerks. This is wrong and it's time to reevaluate Smith and his post-Clerks career. First of all, the irony of the anti-Smith crusaders is that the platforms and aesthetics employed by said Smith haters were pioneered by the very object of their hate, 
They're using message boards, social media, YouTube, and podcasts to criticize Smith because Smith made those things interesting and cool in the first place. Kevin Smith was ahead of the curve even before the internet when he made Clerks. Without Clerks, you wouldn't have the pandering, safe corporate pseudo-Kevin Smith light oeuvre of, say, a Judd Apatow. But his influence wasn't just negative, and it didn't just produce watered-down, boring versions of what he had done first. He influenced the attitude of aspiring filmmakers, and not just those aping Smith's genres. His informal, do-it-yourself, outsider approach to breaking into film surely influenced a lot of creative people, even circa clerks. But when the internet was a nascent, mysterious labyrinth heralding a possibly post-apocalyptic William Gibson cyberpunk future of neuromancy, data theft, and jacking into the Matrix, Smith embraced the technology at hand and continued to stay ahead of the curve. He engaged with the online community before it became the playground of marketing teams and corporate interests. He created content, a narrative, and a community when people thought the internet was a fad, a toy, or a joke, and didn't really see the future on the horizon until the time came to scramble to take advantage of its immediate and wide-ranging reach and influence. He had a lot to do with people reevaluating the potential of the internet with regards to the relationship between art and artist, product and consumer, fan and creator. He also championed stigmatized interests, comic books, cartoons, Star Wars, etc. Now, it seems crazy to think that those things were relegated to some sort of weird cultural ghetto. Those things have been legitimized in recent years and are often at the forefront of the cultural zeitgeist and the center of the widest global profit margins. But it wasn't that long ago that having an interest in those types of things was the mark of a mouth-breathing troglodyte, something you'd hide from most people. I remember. He created the template for how people engage with their audience online today. He wasn't the first podcaster or YouTuber, but I remember when he first started making videos and podcasts and connecting directly with this audience through the internet. The way that he did those things was different than the way everyone else was doing them at the time. Everyone else was aping radio and copying the attitude and format of traditional broadcasting. He wasn't. And the way people make YouTube videos, record podcasts, or otherwise engage with whatever fan base they have or want, no matter the content or the audience, owes much more to what he was doing than to what the others were doing at the time he started doing them. Kevin Smith doesn't get a lot of credit for his movies, especially lately, but I think, despite the majority of critical appraisal against me, he's in fact a more important filmmaker than anyone else from his early indie film peer group. He makes more varied, more personal, and more idiosyncratic films than Tarantino and Rodriguez do. The filmmakers people were excited about who came up around the rise of Smith have more or less maintained a consistent voice and made the same movie over and over again. That's not to denigrate those filmmakers. I love those filmmakers. But it is to reevaluate Smith's reputation. Whether you like all of Smith's films or none of them, you have to grant that he deserves respect for switching from Clerks to Dogma, from Zack and Miri Make a Porno to Red State, from Tusk to Yoga Hosers. He challenges himself, pushes against his own limitations, and works fearlessly in various genres the way the directors people hold above him in stature have not. He's cultivated fans who feel welcomed by him, who share common interests with one another, and who relate to him as a person. Oftentimes, they draw inspiration from him and start their own podcasts or make their own YouTube videos. 
He's used his candor and lack of professionalism as an aesthetic, even after he made many more films and directed TV episodes over the course of many years, he continued to lean into those aspects of his personality rather than assimilating into the fold of professional, successful, elitist, insider baseball show business people. Maybe his cohort and my favorite Batman of all time, Ben Affleck, fell victim to that syndrome after appearing in the Kevin Smith film Jersey Girl and having taken a shitstorm of virulent online backlash, offering up less and less candid banter in the press as his career moved on through the years. Smith went in the opposite direction, championing his scrappy side and willingness to talk about stuff that might reflect badly on him among his fellow movie business peers as slanderous, unprofessional, or insular. Those are euphemisms for refreshingly honest in my book. He built a brand around that, one that's almost as appealing, if not more so to some people, than the films themselves. He transitioned into what we've called in one of the most cringeworthy buzz terms of all time, aka new media, way before his peers and corporate interests did, like Disney, who previously looked down on internet culture, but who now mined the territory Smith forged for fat sacks of dollars. Smith over the years has gone out of his way to didactically inspire people, lecturing them on the legitimacy of their unique and maybe previously unvoiced taste, ideas, and perspectives. He's willing to demystify the process of filmmaking, podcasting, and navigating Hollywood in ways that the self-serving, ruthlessly competitive, and walled-off gatekeepers of mainstream media and Hollywood at large never had the empathy, curiosity, thoughtfulness, or courage to do themselves. I'd even go so far as to say that if a person today is creating a podcast, making YouTube videos, working on a crowdfunded comic book, or shooting their first no-budget feature, they're doing it using the template laid out previously by Kevin Smith. Even if they haven't heard of Kevin Smith at all, whoever they were inspired by has, or whoever inspired them had, I think what he's done since Clerks came out has been that important. There are certainly other people who pioneered similar tools, cultivated adjacent aesthetics, and utilized the same technology, but nobody created a holistic experience in the same way as Kevin Smith. Nobody did it consistently for as long, and nobody encouraged their own audience to use his vigorously open and honest insight, encouraging them to do what he's done better than he's done it. I'm ATC Whitney. If you enjoyed this podcast, Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ATC Whitney. I also make YouTube videos at youtube.com slash scrutinizefilms. If you'd like to help support my content, you can subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash ATC Whitney. Thanks for listening.